it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for another Raw review. This is your review for Raw January 18th, 2021. We are 13 days away from the Royal Rumble. Things are starting to take shape. Now, <laughs> while this Raw had its ups and downs, like it normally does. I'd say that overall, this Raw wasn't half bad. Had some pretty atrocious things, but, you know, it is what it is. It still baffles me that there's such a stark difference between the product that they put out on Mondays and the product that they put out on Fridays, it shouldn't be as, as different as it is. And that's really what kind of blows my mind is that the product on Fridays is far superior. And I don't know if they don't notice it or because the numbers might be the same when it comes to ratings or if the writers of Raw just don't care, or Vince doesn't care. Because tonight, I think we had three to four different references from early 2000s. Like, guys, it's 2021. Not 2004, bringing up 50 first dates, or Thomas the Tank Engine. Really? <sighs> I, I don't know. It just little things like that, and the segment in the back with her business and Lashley going to stomp on Riddle's foot. Now I understand that he didn't actually want to do it because obviously that's not protecting your coworker. And that's what wrestling, that's what they do. You have to correct each other. So they wanted to make the illusion that he did it. The problem is the cameraman went down as Lashley's foot went down. And there was a, you could obviously see the miss. Number one. Number two, Riddle then grabs the wrong foot. (laughs) 
So it, it just compounds on itself. It's it's little things that unfortunately make the problem that much bigger. They had some production issues again tonight, showing um, a I can't remember the segment. Um, but instead of staying on the segment, it flashes up to uh, Alexa Bliss's Titantron. It's like, guys, no one out there yet. Like, what's going on? So that was that. But there were some bright spots of the show, and we'll get into those momentarily. Um, it's just, it's little things that just, can be cleaned up. And this is not a harsh criticism. This is just a, a this is this is meant to be in, in constructive criticism wise. Like you you're trying to improve your product, but yet you're stumbling over your own feet and it's making things worse. You know, it's kind of like the problems that have plagued impact wrestling back when it was also TNA. Like their production value, and I know we even talked about it on our um, go home, our take. Oh my god, <laughs> on our post show for Hard to Kill, they had some production issues as well. But you know, it's live television; they can't catch those things all the time. But it is what it is. But enough of me rambling. Let's just get to the show. So. Raw kicked off in a very interesting way, at least I thought. They jumped right into what happened at the end of the show last week, talking about Randy with, you know, getting his face burned by Alexa Bliss last week. And we see kind of like darkness and just, you just hear Randy's voice. And then slowly Randy comes into the picture and he's wearing this white luchador-esque type mask and you can see his nose and it's completely burnt he's burnt around his eyes the rest of his face is just completely covered with this mask and randy talking about how he doesn't blame miss bliss for everything that's happened he blames the fiend and you know now he's pretty much awoken you know and He's mad at himself and mad at the fiend for having any type of, you know, mercy that he showed on uh, Miss Bliss. So things are definitely, uh, definitely heating up. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I know that's been a long-standing feud, and I know that it's been one of a lot of joy between ourselves and our fellow brothers over at Know the Ropes podcast. Um, they're big Randy Orton fans, and it's it's been fun going back and forth, transitioning from Drew to you know to Edge or not Edge, but Drew to to the Fiend, and you know bouncing back and forth, and so it's all in good fun. They know that. I know that because believe me, they've roasted me so many times. You know, I feel like I've needed burn cream after, you know, some of the stuff that they've done to me. So (laughs) 
it's only right that at this point in time, I get a chance to get back at them for it. So it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but our opening contest, uh, women's match between Charlotte and Peyton Royce. Uh, but Peyton didn't feel like waiting for the bell, jumping Charlotte before the match. Now, Charlotte's in the middle of this feud, I guess, <laughs> with uh, Lacey Evans. And somehow Rick is involved, and Rick seems to be smitten, or at least is showing that he is with Lacey, and it's clearly pissing off Charlotte. Part of me thinks this is part of a long con that you know the flares will enact on Lacey, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um at one point, Lacey come, does come out in one of Ric Flair's robes, clearly pissing off Charlotte. Peyton almost taking advantage of it, but Charlotte was able to get Peyton to tap out and then refuses to hold, refuses to release the hold after Peyton taps, holding it in there for at least 30 seconds to end of the minute. Um, <laughs> thought it was going to get kind of ugly for a second there, but Charlotte gets the win and We'll see what happens with that feud going forward. Uh, another interesting development that's been happening recently. I thought last week might have just been a one-off, but an, an, but fortunately, it's not. You want to talk about some long-term storyline telling? Ali now has focused retribution on taking out Xavier Woods. And in doing so... Damaging Kofi Kingston as well. Now, Kofi is sidelined with a broken jaw thanks to the Hurt Business, but now Ali is taking the time to focus on taking out Xavier Woods so that it will not only hurt Woods, it will break the spirit of Kofi Kingston. Ali wants Kofi to feel how he felt back in 2019 when Ali was injured by Randy Orton. So once again, Randy getting what he deserves. <laughs> and putting Ali out of Elimination Chamber, causing him to miss that. And Kofi was substituted in, and then voila, Kofi Media was born. And Ali showing mm, a whole lot of resentment for this, and now he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that Kofi knows how Ali felt after he was put down with injury. So this time, Xavier Woods took on Mace. And just like the result from previous week, Mace able to get the victory thanks to the rest of Retribution causing a distraction. So... But it's not without Woods getting you shot in. Ali started running his mouth in the beginning of the match, before the match, he really even got started. And Woods decked him, like square in the chops. It was, it was a beautiful punch. So that got me thinking. Now that Retribution, or at least now that Mace and uh, T Bar have gotten a win, I'm assuming Slapjack will be next week. And then I would probably see either they'll have a one-on-one match or they'll both meet each other in the Rumble. I would assume that Ali and Woods will then square off at some point. Now, 
I don't know about you guys, but I think that feud would be fantastic. I would like to see Ali go over only because for storyline purposes, because I would love to have a Mustafa Ali versus Kofi Kingston match at WrestleMania. I think that would be outstanding. Um, We'll see what, yeah, we'll see what happens there, but retribution getting two wins in a row. T-Bar looked good last week. Mace looking pretty good. It's going to tighten up that finisher, though. I'm not really sure what he was trying to do at the end, but he still got the win regardless. But we'll go from there. After that, we had um, Alexis Playhouse and <laughs> special guest Asuka. Now... Those of you who followed Oscar in, in her career know about evil Oscar <laughs> and how psychotic she was and everything else. And all, with, with how Miss Bliss is currently going, would it not be awesome to see a tag team of Oscar and Alexa? I think that would be outstanding. Um, especially both with their, you know, craziness and, and powers and whatnot. I think it would be, I think it'd be outstanding. Um, and hopefully, you know, like it was with the fiend, maybe Oscar will start to change now that you know she fought Miss Bliss tonight. But we'll see what happens. Um, but it was kind of weird seeing Oscar kind of out of her element, looking scared. It's not normally something that she would normally be. So I I I love what they've done with uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, her character work has just been outstanding. Um, everything that she's done since they introduced this way back then has been out, you know, hitting it out of the park. It's been a bright spot on on Raw when you no. Know, most of the show is is not doing so hot. This is really what's pulling it up. This, I would probably also throw Hurt Business and lately stuff that AJ Styles has been doing um, and the stuff that Randy's been doing. It's just been, it's been really good. Um, it's been pulling the show along, making it, you know, watchable and, and enjoyable. Uh, tonight was one of those shows where it kind of felt like two different shows. The first half of the show went by relatively quickly. The back hour, well, the back hour and a half took, it felt like it took a while to get there. But it was still, like I said, a pretty decent show. Um, my next match after the Playhouse was Mandy Rose and Shayna Baszler. Baszler tapping out Mandy, but we're still developing that story that she's having with Nia Jax. And uh, I really feel like they're going to head on to a full, you know, destruction of their tag team, thank God, uh, at the Rumble, uh, where they'll either eliminate one another or, you know, one will turn on the other and, and then they'll have a nice little feud. And I'm okay with that. They could fight one another. Um, after that, we probably had match of the night. Ricochet and AJ Styles. Now, if you remember back in 2019, Ricochet, U.S. champ, and AJ Styles, you know, coming after him, they shared that beautiful set of slaps in the back that was probably 
some of the greatest slaps I've ever seen. Just the way it just echoed was just outstanding. Um, but this match was just incredible, as it as obviously it was going to be. Ricochet is a phenomenal athlete, no pun intended. Um, saying phenomenal with AJ Styles involved, but it was just it was like watching magic happen. And the finish was just incredible. AJ does this transition where he throws Ricochet off the top rope. Ricochet's legs bounce up. AJ catches him, drops him right in the Styles Clash, gets the one, two, three. Uh, it's probably, I've seen a lot of Styles Clashes that AJ Styles has done. I think that's an easy top three. Easy. And his career has spanned for a long time. So that was outstanding. Um, they had the next segment <laughs> draw drew a lot of ire from a lot of people, but I thought it was the most entertaining bit of the night. Now they talked about this at the very top of the show. It was supposed to be the dirt sheet and had the special guest was Goldberg. I'm like, how in God's name did Mike and Miz get Goldberg to come on their cheat. So I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. This should be interesting. Sure enough. Oh, it was interesting and entertaining. Not only did Goldberg not show up, they had Gilberg. Gilberg. If you ever watched WWF or W yeah, WWF back then, Goldberg obviously was hot. WCW tearing through everybody. So WWE has a great way of trying to make fun of popular characters on the other show. So Gilbert was born. Comes out. You know, Goldberg comes out with the pyro and the smoke and the kicking and the punching and everything. Well, Gilbert comes out, has his own little fit like he always does. They came out with the streamers, and then somebody sprayed them down with the fire <laughs> fire extinguisher. It's like oh, classic Gilbert, and I I just couldn't stop laughing after that. It was great, and then they had a fake Drew McIntyre come out too, which um, I can't remember the the actor's name, but he was in the Santa Claus. I was just dying, and everybody just crapped all over it like I get it I get it it's not it's not wrestling I get it but you have to remember WWE stands for not walk with Elias apologies to you sir but it's world wrestling entertainment entertainment being the key word if you're not entertaining the crowd or in this case the LED boards, or the rest of us who are watching it on television, then they're clearly not doing their jobs. And the fact that people can't just watch this and just laugh, or even laugh at themselves for being upset about it, then they really just need to look in the mirror and just be like, what the hell's wrong with me? Now, I get it. Some people may not find this funny, and that's fine. But you don't have to bitch about it. Just be like, all right, whatever, moving on. Don't tweet about it. Don't bitch about it online. Just, you know, they always say, you know, 
if you, you know, your mom told you not to say something nice, don't say anything at all. Just just follow that. It's really not that. It's not that. It's not that difficult to to, <laughs> to work with. But lo and behold, half my timeline just blowing up about how stupid this was, and me, I was like, you know, I haven't been, I haven't laughed this hard on a, on a raw segment in a long time. I was thoroughly entertained and I enjoyed it. And I hope that the people who watch this and listen to this, I should say, uh, I hope they were able to find some enjoyment in it too. You know, it's, it's long-term stuff. It's jokes. It's, it's the dirt sheet. It's Miz. It's Morrison. Yes, I get it. It's not serious, but life is too serious. Laugh. It's going to be okay. Just learn to laugh. So after that ended, we went back to six-man tag action. We had the Hurt Business versus Lucha House Party and Matt Riddle with his taped-up foot after I mentioned the stomping incident at the top of the show. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it pains me to say that this problem is still happening within the Hurt Business. Cedric and Shelton are having some clear issues. Most likely it's stemming that from uh, Cedric being way too big for his britches. Excuse me, way too big for his britches and needs to be knocked out a peg or two. And I don't understand the fact that the her business has been the hottest thing that Raw has been having. And now they're teasing a breakup. I don't get it. Why? Let it run. I understand that, yes, maybe Cedric needs to get knocked around a little bit so that he, you know, realizes his mistake and and gets back in line. But just do that. Don't break up the best thing that you guys have going right now. Just don't do it. (laughs) Uh, But they do end up getting the victory. Lashley able to slap in his hurt lock and then has to separate uh, Cedric and Shelton again, and MVP just dumbfounded by this whole thing as well, and doesn't want this to continue either. So we'll see what happens with this. After that, we ended up having Jeff Hardy take on Jackson Riker once again in a rematch from last week. Um, Elias telling Jack, uh, Jackson Riker that he was not going to get involved, but Elias does end up getting involved anyways. <laughs> Causes the DQ, uh, but Jackson and Elias stand tall at the end as they are able to, or as Jackson's able to take out Hardy. And then after that, we move to our main event. It was Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. Non-title match, but after what happened at the Playhouse, it's got to be interesting. Um... Was Bliss basically just, you know, being her seemed to be childish self like she has been recently, and she's fighting along with Oscar, trying, you know, she's she's keeping keeping up. Um, and then before we go to break, the lights start to start going down. So I was like, all right, what's going on? We go to break. We come back. And Alexis completely changed at this point. Like she has a, a completely different dress. She's got 
like different makeup, face, uh, lipstick, and everything else. I'm just like, what? Like, what happened? Like, she just changed. <laughs> so after she does that, Oscar's like petrified, tries to start fighting back. Unless, uh, like, uh, Alexa's, uh, um, <laughs> her her evade and you know like movement speed is like plus a hundred, so she's dodging everything and hitting strong strikes. And Oscar finally starts to fight back, but it wasn't enough. Alexa grabs her, puts her in the beginning part of Sister Abigail. The camera zooms real close up to her face, and she just sits there, and then she does this smirk. And I don't know what to tell you, but the moment I saw that, I instantly got chills. She hits Sister Abigail. Pins her one, two, three. Stands up, walks to the ropes, and then all of a sudden, boom. She goes right back to what she was complete what she was wearing before. Before they went to break. So obviously they did some magic with uh tape segments, but still the way they flawlessly transitioned from it back and forth was outstanding. She stood there in the middle of the ring, just looked at the camera, and the Let Me In came out. And then that was the end of the show. So I had chills for probably the last minute and a half. <laughs> um, a fantastic way to end the show. Um, like I said, there were some there were some bright spots tonight. Um, a few blunders. But like I said, the show overall was not half bad. I'd give it a straight C. Um, and, you know, I know that it's a little worse than last week's. So I believe I gave it a C plus last week. Um, and I'm hoping that the go-home show for the Rumble will be better. They're advertising both the return of Drew McIntyre and Goldberg will both be at the show. So I'm sure that that'll be interesting. Um, on Friday of next week, I will do my Royal Rumble, um, match picks. I'm not sure what I'm going to do when it comes to the actual rumbles themselves. I'm sure I'll talk to Sam and we'll probably have our own little tidbit. We might even do our own Royal Rumble go home show. So, you know, plans are still up in the air, but you'll definitely hear from me and probably the both of us that weekend. Um, but yeah. Thanks, guys, again for listening. Really appreciate you, all of you. Um, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Bedlam Media. You can find us on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find me everywhere pretty much as Scotty J Stream. Um, trying to do more Twitch. Scheduling is always up in the air, so I don't have anything set. But normally we post on Facebook when um, I'm going live uh, doing my uh, WWE 2K19 universe mode because Lord knows I ain't touching 2020. <laughs> um, but again, thank you guys so much for watching. And please, always and forever, remember to join the Bedlam. Good night.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.